Saint Wilgeforte, also known as Saint Cumunus. You know, I got to get my German back in here. There's an umlaut over that U. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I gotcha. Have you ever heard of her before? I have no idea who this is. I love the name. There's this interesting thing that happened in martyrdom through Europe in um, the medieval ages, and that's that there were martyrs that were created and sainted within various sects of Catholicism that were not officially considered to be actual saints within the fold of Catholicism. And in particular, in a case like this, it may yeah. have been officially considered, but would have given the circumstances perhaps been erased from history. Ah, uh, we love situations like that. Yeah, not that that's not ever happened before, right? <laughs> so here's the deal. Um, depending on who you ask, Saint uh, Villeforte was either going to be married off to a suitor or married to her own father. Oh, God. But she was very religious and she wanted to remain a virgin, married only to God. She wanted to essentially just worship. And Yeah, so, I mean, um, that's she... basically like nunnery, so... Exactly. And then this was, you know, nunnery, but that was not something she had access to. And so instead, what she did was she prayed to God to give her some kind of horrific features that would fend off her awaiting husband. And what the miracle was is she was given a beard. Oh, interesting. So there is all of this fascinating medieval art that depicts this saint who, by the way, was martyred on a cross, according to legend. Wow. In a dress with a beard on a cross. And it has been mistaken uh, because of the way this art has been created as Jesus in a dress. Well, I mean, yeah, like you think of crucifixion, you think of Jesus, but it was a pretty common thing that the Romans did. So, And you also see this sort of young features in Jesus's face in yeah. artistic depiction that could be mistaken for feminine or vice versa. Anyway, there are some in the world who feel that uh, St. Vilgeforte is the patron saint of trans people. Amazing! I mean, like, I've studied Christianity fairly extensively, and you really don't talk a lot about trans people in history, except for perhaps more modern history. And it is so fascinating when you're able to teach me something about these, like, historic folks who were definitely probably trans. I just found a factoid as we were talking about erasureism that there were in many Catholic calendars a St. Vildeforte feast day, as most saints have within Catholicism. But yeah. you'll never guess it was erased during one of the more modern queer panics in 1969. The Vatican officially removed the saint from even having a feast day in the Catholic calendar. Oh, so. Holy shit. So this was an officially recognized saint who was martyred and she was trans, maybe. And the Vatican fucking erased her in 19... Was it 26, you said? 1969. 1969. So, holy shit. That recent. So I guess basically what the Vatican said was... Hey, queer folks, this saint is yours. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so get it out of our house, please. <laughs>
Hi, I'm Anna, a transgender person. And I'm Cam, your dad. And this is The Transgender, a podcast chronicling my transition. And a cisgender man learning how to support it. Our opening topic today comes from a listener, Nika. What are your recommendations for situations like mine where the workplace is your hostile environment that you can't really get away from? And maybe tips on how to deal with, well, having to hide yourself for our own safety. And so um, Nika had written to us saying that uh, as a trans woman, she is feeling really unsafe in her work environment and yet uh, needs to work there. And so I guess uh, you've had some recent experiences with this, Anna, so I'd love for you to kind of talk about what somebody might do. Yeah, so I actually just recently left my position with Mayo Ambulance. And that's because, like Nika, it was a situation that was hostile and that... I was lucky enough to be able to get away from, you know, like everybody keeps asking me, well, like, did somebody say something? Did, you know, something happen? And the answer to that is no, people are smarter than that nowadays. Instead, what it is, is especially in career paths such as mine or in blue collar fields, like where Nika is at, there are just situations that can make you feel unsafe and you have to rely on your coworkers to be able to help you through those situations. For me, it's seeing patients, you know, like if I can't rely on my coworkers to protect me potentially from a dangerous patient, um, like that, that's, that really matters to me. And I'm sure in Nika's case, like if they are working in a blue collar field, like they mentioned in their email, it might be a challenging work environment in that way too. And I don't want to stereotype too much. I mean, I, definitely there are certain work environments that are more prone to certain worldviews. But I Correct. know for sure that you can face a lot of uh, hostility in any kind of environment. You can be in an office environment with a bunch of tech dude bros and definitely feel completely unsafe and completely unsupported. So That is um, very so true, too. I, I think that's the hard part about this is, you know, finding the right environment for yourself is going to take some trial and error, regardless of who you are and what your lifestyle is or, exactly. or what your gender is or anything else. That can be really challenging. Having to hide yourself for your own safety is something that I think every trans person in the room basically just sighed out loud audibly, because that is something that I think most of us have had to go through in our lives. Whether that be hiding it from those around you who you don't feel safe about, knowing that you were trans and keeping yourself in the closet for however long because you didn't feel safe or whatever the situation may be, I can almost guarantee you that every single trans person has had an experience where they needed to hide themselves for their own safety, whether it be internalized or otherwise. I, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it's really, it, it depends on the situation and depends on you. For me, it was playing video games and having that escapism, playing Dungeons and Dragons. For some of my other queer friends, it was learning a trade, learning how to build stuff, learning how to feel more confident in their body and in their craftsmanship without necessarily escaping. Finding those ways to keep yourself sane is definitely important. However, when you're working, that becomes extraordinarily difficult because I know that on the ambulance, we had large periods of time where there was not really anything to do. How do you find yourself in those times? Because when you're doing the work, I think it's easier to get caught up in the work. And so how do you protect yourself and how do you live your truth when you are maybe on a break or something? Now, I would say that too, uh, just thinking 
this is the dad, you know, workplace professional experience <laughs> <laughs> sort of way. The of dad. I mean, this is the dad speaking. I realize that not every environment is going to provide the same level of support that you would need. And, and in a hostile working environment, if it's so hostile, you are probably already beyond the ability for the organization to provide you with the supports that you need. But I always recommend, you know, a good HR department is always great, or a good upper level manager is always great if you feel like you can trust them, if you feel like they can, you know, you can go to them. But without that, I would say what I have felt more comfortable doing when I have felt some hostility in a workplace is trying to find someone with in that workplace to be a team with. It's yes. really hard to be alone in a workplace without any support systems. And it's interesting. There's a saying that I've said for many years, and I think it rings true, which is we stay at a job because of our coworkers and we leave because of our managers. And, um, you know, that's because we often build really tight knit relationships with the people that we work with. And if you're able yeah. to do that, that can make your job so much more bearable, even when things are really hard. I always go off the vibe check rule. Somebody doesn't have to necessarily say I'm an ally. And in fact, I think that if somebody said I was an ally to me, I would be a little bit turned off from them. Um, but, you know. Oh, that's what the A is, right? In LGBTA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think that you just kind of have to vibe check and see if somebody is able to at least be supportive. You know, they you don't need to necessarily come out to anybody at your workplace, especially that is your decision to do. You know, if somebody is just like, hey, you're a cool person, let's go get a beer after work, or hey, I'm working on this project and I would love some input or something like there are definitely those relationships that you can build with some specific coworkers in specific settings. You know, I think that where the real trouble comes in is when you are expected to work with people who are outward or who are kind of that unsafe situation. And in that I would just say, try and find those safe people, utilize them as much as you can. On the ambulance, I was lucky enough to have people who supported me, but there were also times where I knew that I wasn't, and so that's why I ended up leaving. But I'm sure that in most situations are not like the ambulance, and so um, try and find those people who are good and stay by them as much as you can. Absolutely. So March 31st, just a few days ago from when we uh, recorded this, was International Transgender Day of Visibility. So It was indeed. Happy belated Transgender Day of Visibility. Thank you. To all my trans homies out there, happy International Trans Day of Visibility. I see you. We see you collectively as the podcast that is the transgender. You know that you are loved and that you are cared for. I do not want to brag, but I was uh, one of the panelists on a local live stream talking about queer experiences specifically for the Twin Ports, which is where I live, kind of just in general talking about queer experience sort of in different environments and in different living situations. We had quite a number of people from all sorts of walks of life. It was uh, me and one other person who was trans femme, and then uh, quite a few trans mask people. And it was hosted by our very good friend, Sean, a trans man who is very active in the Twin Ports area. And I just want to say, go check out Trans Plus. We've shouted them out on Instagram all the time. But please, seriously, it is an amazing organization in the Twin Ports area. They have plenty of very good resources, especially for here. But 
seriously good yeah. resource. And we'll put a link to that panel discussion in our uh, episode notes, too, so that you can access that if you'd like to see Anna talk about her experiences <laughs> in another format. Yeah, a little bit more of like an open discussion, which is not entirely different from what we do here, but it was a little bit different. So March 31st, I don't think it's a day that a lot of people think about. I know I didn't. In fact, I very much did not know it was International Trans Day of Visibility until I was asked to be on this panel. (laughs) (laughs) So just kind of shows you where I was at on this information. But Joe Biden our current president of the United States, as recording this, became the first president to recognize the importance of transgender individuals through a presidential announcement on March 31st of 2021. He also has repealed the Trump-era ban on transgender individuals serving in the military. I actually have a close friend of mine who is trans and is serving in the Air Force currently, and they talk about sort of their experiences, which is very fun to see as well. Talk about a place for visibility. You know, there are lots of trans folks in the military and a lot of, unfortunately, closeted trans folks in the military because of these really draconian um, legislations. So not even just the draconian legislation, though, but also just draconic like culture. (laughs) culture. Yeah, Yeah. like beliefs and management and like we really have to start working on this, America. Come on. So, the International Trans Day of Visibility originated in 2009 and um, has been going strong internationally since. Um, We were laughing quite a lot at the Wikipedia page for this because (laughs) in the... in the Wikipedia page talking about the transgender um, International Transgender Visibility Day, there is a mention that in 2014, every country celebrated trans International Trans Visibility Day, including Ireland and what was it? <laughs> well, and I will say, upon reflection, <laughs> Scotland has had a very sordid history with transgender rights. So that's uh, fair, but. I mean, it's not like some countries that are literally killing people over being trans. So uh, it is pretty ironic that they listed those two countries in particular. Hashtag gender outlaw. Go check out our stickers on (laughs) at transgenderpod. Good plug. Let's talk about the term visibility and and what that really means. I mean, I think the thing that I'm really excited about for you being a trans person in this era is that you can mostly be yourself in most settings. And I think that's the beginning of what visibility talks about. But when you think about the psychology behind social invisibility, I think one of the best examples I can think of is how our society treats homeless people. And Oh, absolutely. Like shit. <laughs> just, just like, just like, non-human just like yeah you know, like walk, literal trash look look away you know like pretend that they don't exist create systems that cause them to find other places to be uh the uh, the unhoused is the better word that i should say cause cause them to have to rob a bank for one dollar so that they can get supportive housing and food like what kind of fucked up system do we have where that is the fucking bar and so Because of all the things that society gives us growing up about certain experiences, we start to build this bias bubble that allows us to unsee people 
when they are who they are. And there's a book that I was um, required to read in in my undergraduate called Covering by Kenji Yashino. And I will plug the book because I found a lot out of it. I don't know what criticisms there are of it. So approach with caution. But I found it very helpful. He is a a queer Asian man talking about being invisible in, in the civil rights conversation in this country. And also, this concept of covering, which is how do you create a persona of yourself that you bring out in public so that you aren't invisible to other people, but takes away all the things that make you who you are. And so it's like, I think, a lot being a closeted trans person, you have to cover in order to be able to get through some social situations. And that's the difference between invisibility and visibility to me. I, I would not even say just closeted trans people. I myself have to cover quite frequently to fit into situations where I know that if I were to express myself openly and truly, I wouldn't necessarily be entirely safe in situations. And I mean, like, this is pretty classic for anybody in the LGBTQ plus community. You know, like, I I know that I've heard many people who are not straight or cis mention having to cover and hide who they are because of certain situations. It feels like an entire part of our identity is being taken away in a lot of ways when we have to cover like that. So I, I understand this sort of commentary on needing to develop a personality that isn't really you, but is kind of what people know you as. Exactly. Do you like to save money? I know I do. That's why I've started using Upside. Upside is an app that gives you cash back on your everyday purchases. I personally save up to 22 cents per gallon on gas, and there are deals for up to 30% back at restaurants. And if you use our offer code, you can save an additional 15 cents per gallon on your first gas purchase and support the transgender while you're at it. Just go to Upside.com to get the app and use offer code Cameron 634 936. That's C A M E R O N 634 936 to get 15 more cents off when you fill up your tank. Make your dollars go further with cashback from Upside. Well, and it's funny because, again, whenever I use comparable stories from my own life, they seem so tiny <laughs> because it's like <laughs> I, I've i had to cover for the fact that I'm a big old nerd. And I, you know, I... He is. Folks, listen, listen to me. Listen to me really closely. Listen on. It's on a listen time. He's a really big fucking nerd. <laughs> and it doesn't take long for me to get to know somebody well enough to let my nerd flag fly, but... You know, there's a certain amount of covering in Fuck, your that's the kind of pride flag we need. We need a fucking <laughs> nerd pride flag. Right. Yes. Enough it's, of this stupid, something. super straight shit. Let's get us a nerd pride flag. <laughs> I identify as nerd. <laughs> but I, the only comparison that I can make is just when I go into a professional situation, I too need to look at the the box of things that I'm bringing in about my self-identity <laughs> and hide all the stuff that isn't, you know, that, that might not be as socially acceptable. And um, again, it's, it's minor in comparison, but it's the closest I can get to, like, 
I have to walk into some scenarios being able to put aside who I really am. And as I'm getting older, I'm finding myself doing that less and less because I just am caring less and less about well, and what you, other people think about me. <laughs> not not even necessarily caring less and less, but you have, and I don't want to sound mean, but you have a lot more privilege to oh, be able to do absolutely. that. Like, yep. you know, like I, I fully understand what you're talking about and needing to hide a lot of parts of yourself. And I think any cis straight listeners that we have can identify to some similar things to that too you know i recently was going through the job interviewing process and i think that what we present to people especially when we're like interviewing for jobs or things like that is not even close to the true us or the like full picture of us it's what we know that interviewers want to see and what interviewers you know are able to understand in such a brief amount of time with a brief amount of information exactly so you know i think that there's a lot of comparisons that are to be derived from stories like that and i'm glad that you are able to pull one out so quickly like that because i am sitting here trying to think of a story that i can pull on like having to hide my transness but it's something that happens so frequently every single day that you know there's not any single story that i can tell or anything like that I'm able to be who I am in this platform, online, talking to people who I know, being around people who I know. But the minute that I walk outside of my house, it's like I'm putting on a full facade for people because I don't really want to out myself to every single person I walk up. You know, you never you never see somebody who's like, hi there, I'm trans. What's your name? What's your gender? You know, like that's not something that happens <laughs> frequently, I should say. Maybe it should. Hey, let's start doing that. You know, just, uh, it, you know, proper introductions, name, gender, any other fun facts. That'll make icebreakers super easy. <laughs> I'm so, sorry, though. If somebody walked up to us and said, I'm super straight, I would run the other direction. So I would I would probably kick him in the knees, not gonna lie. <laughs> there are definitely things that are that I, I i can draw to and say that i you know hide it somewhat you know like i am a very goth person and i like to dress in victorian era clothing and everything but you can't walk outside wearing a full corseted six-piece dress and, and if cape you lit, do you know we are 100 percent here for you please we, fucking send me pictures and ideas i need more ideas it. for this but anna and i <laughs> have this box that we live in in professionalism that you know i i totally agree with you i don't have the guts <laughs> to walk outside <laughs> in my own goth gear and even when i go to like a goth halloween party i think in my head like who's gonna see me what are they gonna think you know like yeah well and this is something that i find really interesting because this is something that you taught me from when i was very young because you were early in your professional career being discriminated against for things that you had no control over like our financial state and everything and so like yeah i fully understand where you were coming from and i appreciate the sort of concern and the knowledge that you've given me but it is kind of funny how it's permeated through us so much of like well you have to hide these really like niche things about yourself because they aren't professional and it's like why are we trying to hide ourselves in our personal lives you know like why has society said uh, that you have to be professional all the time and I, your career is a little bit different than mine. But, you know, like, why can't I walk outside wearing a full Victorian gown without right. getting, you know, without getting weird looks? Like, hell yeah looks. If somebody did that around me, the only thing I would say to them was fucking awesome. That, those but, are the kinds of people that you and I approach and are like, what? Who are I you? Be, What's your can deal? Can I be your friend, please? <laughs> 
there aren't enough people like that. And society has told so many of us that like, this is how you're expected to dress. This is how you're expected to behave. And that is so ingrained in us, especially, especially about trans people, especially about queer people in general and things like that. And so days like the Transgender Day of of Visibility are really important to say, hey, fuck that. (laughs) Fuck that internalized homophobia. Fuck that internalized transphobia. We're going to do what we want because this is who we are. Can I just talk for a second about allyship in this? And and the first thing that I think of is even as we have done this podcast and even as I have grown more comfortable talking trans rights and talking allyship, we still find in our society that trans is a dirty word and we need to end that now. And so I think as an ally, I want you to think it's okay to have a protect trans kids sticker on your car. It's okay for you to wear trans and queer, you know, gear in public. Because when we're talking about visibility, we need to be able to use this language and talk about these things openly. And it's actually the best thing that's happened to me from this podcast is actually standing with our mayor at a conference a couple of weeks ago and her going, I love the podcast. I really love it. And me going, that is so good for my heart to hear because I worry so much that when we talk about transgender rights, people get all weird about it because they're like, well, I'm an ally, but I don't really know how to, you know, scream translates right to the top of my lungs. And I'm like, if we're going to protect trans kids right now, we need to say the words out loud and we need to be really clear about it. Fucking protect trans kids. Like, I'm sorry. To those of you who are not ready to fucking hear this, I don't know why you're listening to our podcast, but (laughs) hey, hey, if you're on the bus right now, if you are in a public situation, just unplug your headphones really quick for a second. Trust me, it's fine. This person fucking supports trans kids and you fucking should too, assholes. Thank you. You can put your headphones back on now. Um, It's a great social experiment. (laughs) (laughs) or just hey from from the just deep down in your guts just yell protect trans kids and And run off the bus move on with your day (laughs) so when it comes to allyship from the trans perspective too you know i i do want to say it's okay for you to wear trans colors and trans pride and say I fucking support trans people and I am so proud to have a trans flag hang in front of my house. I am so proud to wear pronoun pins that match my pronouns or wear ask my pronoun pins or wear fuck you. These are my pronoun pins, which by the way, we should definitely <laughs> have on our ones. merch. We don't sale. have pins yet. So let us know if there's a market for pins out there. We will uh, put them in production. <laughs> so, you know, I, when it comes from the trans perspective, when I see somebody who has a trans flag, my heart immediately goes, are they trans? And if somebody says that, you can tell them the truth and you can say, no, but I support trans people and I support trans kids and fuck anybody who doesn't, you know, like, and as a trans person, one, I will say thank you. 
I will also then scream at the top of my lungs, protect trans kids, because that's true. But I will also just think, wow, that person is really fucking cool. And do you not want trans people to think that you're really fucking cool? Because I think that that's like the goal that everybody should hold. I, I listen, this is where I'm, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> I want, I want all <laughs> trans kids to think I'm cool. Please. I'm all your dad. <laughs> we protect you this is a safe space here trans kids don't worry yes we really do so i mean all all of this just to say allies trans people happy international trans visibility day sorry this is a little bit late but please if you have a trans person in your life if you are a trans person if you know trans kids or fuck if you care about children and them not being hated against Please say and scream, protect trans rights, protect trans kids. And I mean, if you're an amazing person, you can donate, you can reach out to your legislators, you can fucking lead a protest and just please get this message out there. Because right now, as trans people, it is quite scary where we are at in our society. And so happy International Trans Visibility Day. Let's make this a trans activism day, too. Today's gender euphoria comes from listener Evie. Thank you, Evie. Quote, I felt euphoric when I was on Xbox the other day and my friend randomly said, so when are you getting testosterone? Like when you're 18 or something? He thought I sounded like a girl, so he assumed I was female to male. Uh, Evie is a male to female individual. He thought I was born a girl and that made me feel good about myself. Thank you for everything you do for the transgender community. Thank you, Evie, for this amazing gender euphoria congrats to that dude on xbox i'm glad that you're having good euphoric experiences on xbox the only thing i see on there is hate comments so (laughs) i'm glad that there are some good people on there and um you know hey sometimes we all need to be mistaken for a cis person because it's so euphoric it's awesome Uh, Thanks, Evie, for being a friend of the show. We really appreciate you. If you have questions about transitioning or supporting someone who is transitioning, or, of course, you have gender euphoria you want to share with us, and you'd like to talk about it on the show, please shoot an email to questions at transgendapod.com or hit the chat with us button on transgendapod.com or hit us up on social media. We are always looking at social media to an almost unhealthy degree. I'm kidding. (laughs) I am. Never mind. (laughs) So uh, be sure to also check out our episode description for links to resources on today's topics. Specifically, we will have some links to Transgender Day of Visibility information and the trans panel that I uh, was on as a panelist. Thanks for listening. I've been Cam. I've been Anna. And this has been The Transgender. Love you all, especially trans kids and not the big guys.